Hello and welcome to another episode of the Philosophy Guy. So today we are going to talk some gladiator and stoicism. So the school of thought that I've really tried to familiarize myself with, uh, partially because it's extremely helpful to understand the self-help side of the principles in my ghostwriting business. So if any of you need a ghostwriter for your new book. (laughs) But anyway, so let's talk about a film today that is commonly seen as hitting on stoicism. And that's the Ridley Scott film, Gladiator. So I'll say right off the bat, this is one of my favorite films. I love the time period of the films. I'm actually a big fan of Ridley's time period pieces, even the ones that are not as critically acclaimed as Gladiator, such as his Robin Hood origin uh, movie. But in this film, we have Richard Harris playing the role of the stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius, and I'm pretty sure every person in the financial world has heard of at this point because the financial world and self-help world has become obsessed with stoicism. I mentioned this on the podcast at various occasions. So it's a film that features one of the most well-known stoic philosophers, philosophers. But does it embody stoicism? And I would say kind of, depending on how you look at it. So I want to use this episode as an opportunity to see how I think individuals can read stoicism into things where it might not be present or maybe a different way to look at it. What stoicism is isn't as clear and might be up for a lot of interpretation based on the individual. And you can take that to mean right or wrong. I'm not going to proclaim that because I'm also not going to proclaim to be an expert on stoicism. I think I know well above the average person, I guess I would say. And I, and I hope you think that because I don't know. You probably wouldn't want to listen to me if you didn't think I knew that. But anyway. I actually don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I think it allows this school of thought to be fitting for the self-help community because it allows people to take the message in a way that applies to them, introduces them to philosophy, and finds a way to apply philosophy to their life, which is the point of this podcast. Because if you know this podcast, I'm not going to hardcore critique a film, let's say, for not being on the dot on its philosophical school of thought that it's alluding to. Because to me, these forms of entertainment or books and movies and music or whatever it is, is meant to introduce these concepts and get you interested in them. And then you can try to go into the nitty gritty if you would like. So let me do some examining here today. But first, some of the exposition to set this up. So the film opens with a with a battle scene where the Romans are fighting what they call the barbarians in history, you know, our, our central Europe and uh, Germanic tribes, I would say. Aurelius is kind of this old and aging, aware of this. He tells his general Maximus to take control of his power after his death until the Senate can rule again, trying to make Rome a democracy once again. And this is a major pivot point as it's an attempt to return Rome to a republic. Sorry, not a democracy, a republic. So Marcus, son, and their and heir catches wind of this kind of plan. And essentially says, screw that, whines a bit about it because his father knows his son is a bit of a wacko. So Commodus decides to prove his father's point by smothering Marcus to death before the right people know and the right people to make Maximus the the leader. So Commodus then orders the execution of Maximus and his family back in what I think is Spain. Luckily, Maximus escapes, gets uh, picked up by a slave trader who sells Maximus to Proximo, who is the master or a master of the gladiatorial gladiatorial school. Really botching some pronunciations here. So then the timing works out great. 
and as Maximus is training to be a gladiator, even though he's already a badass from being the general of the Roman army, Commodus decides to order an extended festival in the Colosseum to celebrate his new position of power and also kind of try to unite the people around him. So anyway, Maximus works his way through the games to face Commodus. Commodus being the weasel of a ruler he is, poisoned Maximus to tilt the odds in his favor and fights Maximus. So Maximus is this badass, so he kills Commodus anyway. Although Maximus still dies, the Roman Empire is returned to the Republic as good old Marcus Aurelius wished. So, is the film stoic? Is this storyline stoic? Let's see and let's us examine. Okay, so I'm not going to make this episode a lesson on whether or not Gladiator portrays the time period accurately. This is not what the show is about. It's about what ideas or philosophical ideas the film might be trying to portray. So let's examine the main character, Maximus. Some old papers try to determine if the actions of Maximus are stoic or is he an unstoic character. So now, going off a paper done by John Sellers, and I think that's how you pronounce his last name, that's how it's spelt at least, but anyway, he he wrote this in the philosophy now years ago, I think it was all the way back in, right after the film was released, and I kind of wanted to do this examination now because it's still a popular film and still widely seen as kind of the stoic film. He claims that Maximus is unstoic, as he's driven by emotion and acts upon those emotions. This, at first glance, uh, definitely comes across as unstoic. I can see that line of reasoning, no doubt, as this is the antithesis of stoicism is acting upon your emotions. You know, if you're acting upon your emotions, you're allowing those emotions to control you, which would be considered an unstoic thing to do. So Sellers, on the other hand, contends that Proximo, the character who runs a gladiatorial school, is actually the stoic, a dude that seems to try and work with what he has, properly prepare his his gladiators that wish to have their glory before they perish, working with what he has and trying to, you know, not complain about, you know, what his life has become. He has made the most of his life getting through surviving, being a gladiator and becoming a master gladiator. He's kind of worked his way up from being handed kind of a bad hand. And that that definitely seems stoic. I think he is a stoic character. I definitely agree with that. Where Maximus does come across as someone who embodies the Roman ideal of acting through his strength and honor of his name and family. So, now, we have this other paper, this other article, I guess you could say. I don't know if it would be considered a paper, but um, Dr. William Stephens, or Stevens, sorry. Really, just it's one of those days. It's been a long weekend. <laughs> so he wrote an old article, The Rebirth of Stoicism, question mark, about the film. Maybe he saw the trend of Stoicism coming, uh, which, <laughs> I mean, if he did, he, he saw it very accurately, and he was right on that. But uh, he makes this kind of different claim that Maximus is the one embodying the Stoic ideals. And that's why when I found these two kind of opposing papers and articles, I thought this was really interesting because it kind of made me realize, because I've already kind of realized this, that there is this like weird disagreement in Stoicism where people kind of have their own interpretations and both are kind of right. And that's the same vibe I got from both these articles. And maybe it's just my bias that I was reading into it that I thought both were right in a way. Uh, but it's just kind of one of those things that makes Stoicism so difficult and why I partially disagree with Stoicism is 
it does rely on interpretation of, you know, when are you following your emotions? How can you completely block out your emotions? How can you knack, not act or care about your emotions? Because your emotions and your reasoning, they're intertwined. That's kind of a commonly connected thing. But then I, I say I favor stoicism and, and okay with saying both sides of these articles are right. Because to me, the, the value of stoicism isn't about finding like truth in the world and this grand idea and worldview. It's more so about finding these kind of self-help almost quotes and ideas because, I mean, that's what Marcus Aurelius' book, Meditations, is about. It's basically just these lines of quotes and you kind of take them and interpret them to apply them to your life in a beneficial way that you want to provide or apply them as, you know. So, but here's a quote that I found interesting. Maximus determination to survive with courage, honor, and dignity, the general who became a slave, a gladiator, and finally the hero who defeats the evil tyrant makes him the movie's inheritor of Marcus Aurelius' stoic philosophy. It does make me think. Commodus, for example, lacks in prudence, fortitude, temperance, and justice. The Stoics believe all humans should act in the opposite of what Commodus does, and Commodus is the leader of this Roman Empire where Maximus does embody those Roman ideals. And those Roman ideals could be interpreted as kind of stoic, the opposite of what Commodus is. So both of these perspectives I laid out about Maximus being stoic and not being a stoic make sense to me. I can see them both. I can see the line of reasoning. I can see a way I can agree with both. Part, part of me feels as though Sellers kind of gets caught up on this Maximus revenge plot, Right. However, I see him after, you know, hitting rock bottom, taking what is given, still acting upon who he is, making decisions, defending people he believes deserve justice, and taking this day-to-day with what he's given. He's hit rock bottom. You know, maybe what he's given is the only option now is to fight his way to the top. You know, maybe vengeance was his goal, but what he was given, what, what can he do? He can just fight. He can just do what he knows. He can just act upon his instincts in that way. That's not really acting upon emotion. You know, acting upon emotion would just be, in a way, just giving up and dying. So the film seems to portray stoicism in this poetic fashion. As part of me believes a stoic life of virtue looks different depending on the person. So in the case of Maximus, he is a well-trained commander, a war hero. He found glory fighting for Rome. And now he's faced with finding glory through fighting in the Colosseum. He was taking what he was given. Even the ending, when Maximus dies, you could say he had a stoic death. He, accept, he accepted his decision or decisions, did not leave the world with regret of past decisions. He died a good death. Something that is of vital importance of being a good, quote-unquote, good stoic. See, Maximus said in the film, Death smiles at us all. All a man can do is smile back. The man who told him this quote was Marcus Aurelius. And Marcus Aurelius never actually said that, or there's no actual, I couldn't find any exact definition. There's related quotes to that. I think they kind of made it more, um, I would say, Hollywood-worthy quote, but there's related quotes. So, and this is exactly what he does. Although it's said to never have been said by Aurelius, I contend he would agree with at least this line of reasoning. So even after facing complete loss of his family, a pain that, that can only be understood through experience, Maximus continued his path towards always trying to do the right thing. That's who Maximus was. 
he was always trying to do the right thing or what he saw as the right thing, what he saw as justice, what he saw as the Roman way, whether that's right or wrong, whatever your interpretation is, he acted upon who he is. And that to me, that's stoic. As for stoics doing the right thing without losing your calm or getting angry, for stoic, that's all you can do. By striving to do what's right through your reason and always to strive every day to do your best with what is given. All is left to do is accept the rest. So why is the view of Maximus so still kind of unclear? Well, I think a large part has to do, like what I've alluded to earlier, with Stoics themselves being not very clear. There's not a lot of clear insight. And I, I will say there's better, like um, Epictetus, for example, I would say is more clear. And Marcus Aurelius kind of, you know, I just read his meditations. I don't actually know if he has other writings, but it's very much just kind of a bunch of quotes in my interpretation. It's not, he's not like a stoic scholar, you know, if he gets a lot of credit for that, right? So this might be in the fact I just need to educate myself on the issue more, but is stoicism about gritting your teeth in the face of adversity or is it about not allowing adversity to want you to grit your teeth? And that is the unclear aspect. And I think that is the big question that still has not been answered for me. I have not found the answer. So if anyone wants to enlighten me on that, um, check out my Discord for that and hit me up through an email or whatever. Um, But yeah, and also the mainstream interpretation of Stoicism seems to be very unclear about which one it is. So I think Gladiator allows for both sides of that question to take their own idea from it. So in a way, it is Stoic because Stoicism itself, at least a modern interpretation, has become unclear in itself. But that's all for today. My quick announcements, if you could stick around for that, it would be much appreciated. Please you know, subscribe on YouTube and here on this podcast. Uh, but give me a rating and review on the podcast as well. That helps out my algorithmic stru- structure. And then on YouTube, you know, comment, watch the whole videos, whatnot, when I put them up. Um, but then also my Patreon, I've been, I'm going to be, I've been updating that more now, uh, kind of just my thought process and ideas that I have going. If you want to get to know me better as well, then as always check out the discord we have, we're gradually growing and I've opened up various, uh, discussion sections to discuss all things, philosophy and culture and kind of just learning about the world and trying to understand this confusing place. But as always, thank you for listening and peace out.